You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. Wow, we've been through a lot so far. Okay, previously on the show, Beltran gave... Jules and Lupe like a bag of money. This is the money that he stole from the cartel. And the reason that they were tracking him down and trying to kill him and kidnapping everybody else. And he said, use it for emergencies, use it for a better life, use it to go to school. I think that was supposed to be him finding a better way forward with his ex-wife and daughter. Yeah, because in the scene prior to that with Juliana he was telling her that he would never let her be with Valentina and would physically hurt both of them that's right if they continued down this path which is what has caused their last little riff between Juliantina and as he's heading over the money and, and trying to sort of make amends he says that she must love whoever she wants to love and so there's this hope that they can finally be together You'll also recall that Renata told Val that the news was about to drop about Val's relationship with Jules in the competitor media empire that Renata now works for. And so we start today's episode. We start with a shot of the city at night and a voiceover saying, this is a chat with Victoria. Today we have a very special guest. Valentina is known for being Leon Carvajal's youngest daughter. And then we're seeing Val is obviously on TV on like a talk show with this chick. Then the talk show host says, but let's let Valentina tell us why she's decided to come on our show today. And then we cut to Lupe who's sitting on the couch and watching the TV show. I think this scene is interesting because basically Valentina's coming here to talk about her relationship and she's gonna name Juliana in it which I wonder you know because Juliana there's a difference between not wanting to hide being together versus telling the whole world that you're together and I think that Valentina does what she thinks is right given that she had just said like no we can't do this there's too much at stake my family but I think maybe if they extended the show like another 10 episodes, this could have been an issue that now Juliana is thrust into the spotlight. But it's not because we're wrapping up and it's like one of the, this was a, a romance novel. It's like the big, kind of the right, big, the ge- yeah, it's the gesture. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm kind of just presenting it to everybody. It's not really my style personally. And if you've ever read any of my books, like I'm all about private grand gestures, but publicly is not really my jam. You know, it's so funny because it's a very uh, typical thing in heterosexual rom-coms because there isn't the stigma that there is around gay relationships. And so 
the natural inclination when you see the grand gesture of like live television, you just go, oh, wow. You know, if she's not ready for this emotionally, this is going to like be a, a big thing. Right. You know, I do understand what you're saying about the difference between queer relationships and straight relationships and there's compulsory heterosexuality and it's what people expect. But that's all only in movies and shows. Like, think about in real life. I have never or that I can remember seeing a straight male or female actor like publicly have a moment where they're like, no, we're in love. We're in love and you're not going to keep us apart anymore. I think that people at that level appreciate their privacy and whether they're in love with somebody or not, they know that they'll kind of be hounded relentlessly for it to get more information. So they do try and keep it private because that's the best way to protect the relationship that they have. So I get the grand gesture from, you know, the reader and the viewer's perspective and being like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. I want to tell everybody about our love. But in, in reality, the practicality of how that plays out is very different. And I think it's actually detrimental long term. That's an interesting and valid point. If you can't tell, I write romance novels. Very romantic at heart. <laughs> <laughs> When's the prenup coming? But okay, my next point is tied directly into what Val starts talking about first. She says, I found out that there was a media publication trying to make a profit off some news about me and that it could possibly hurt my family. And who knows, maybe even the whole group of businesses. So I've decided to come here today to tell everyone what's going on. So now that for me sort of explains a little more why the grand gesture as opposed to just pitching up with a pie at... Jules's apartment and saying declaring her love because she wants to get ahead of the media that's about to drop and she can she doesn't have any control over it right but she specifically names Juliana that's what I'm saying there's a difference between saying I'm in love I'm in a relationship with a woman you know we we would appreciate your privacy but I don't think that this is information that should be used against us Absolutely. And I agree with you about that. I don't think she would have gone to the media and done a big thing, though, if it wasn't at all for this other media outlet trying to out her. Absolutely not. Her hand was completely forced in this. Then we cut back to Lupe. Lupe is very excited. There's someone she knows on TV. She's convinced her daughter's about to get named on TV. She's very excited. She calls Jules. Jules is like, what's going on? She's like, come, Valentina's on TV. Come, come, come. Jules comes and sits down next to her. Shame. And then Val starts going into how her father passed away and how she was really depressed. And she was in mourning. And it was really difficult. And it, it harkens back to at the beginning when they first met each other. You know? Yeah. She's, kind of, she's telling her story, but also the story of how they met. It's a very important scene because she's a media icon and people kind of think they know her but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know her but in this case you know they've probably seen tabloid pictures or heard rumors of her downward spiral after her dad's death and you know it's always easier when you're watching something as an outside observer like the viewer 
you know, of the show or the viewer of, you know, her life. If we're thinking about, you know, we're watching Amara Muerte, but we're also watching a TV show on Amara Muerte. So it's very meta. But she's giving this context to help everybody understand she fell in love. She met somebody who supported her and loved her, regardless of how I feel about the big public display. It's a very good vehicle to kind of quickly summarize the relationship in her own words and why it meant so much to her publicly. So I think at the end of the day, it's like a very good, you know, thing that happens for the show and for them. I just think it's an interesting thing to to bring up the the public display of love, which is something I think about a lot in writing. She talks also about how alcohol became a crutch for her and how Jules helped her overcome that. And I think that that's interesting because she's not acknowledged it up until this point. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't done any interviews. And I think that that's what most people do. It seems like you get to a certain level of celebrity and you just accept that people are going to say what they're going to say. But in this case, she wants to make things right because Juliana is going to get dragged into the fray soon. Absolutely. But I mean, the alcohol thing. Like, she hasn't acknowledged, even in in her personal life up until now, that alcohol was a crutch for her. So this is the first time she's actually doing that in the show. So it's it's tying up all of those loose ends. Right. She's using some big language, you know, when she's describing Jules. The incredible person came into my life. And now we have Jules saying to her mother, no, she's not going to talk about me. She said if the media ever found out about us, it was the end of her relationship with her family. And then she says, I met her at the park. The Victoria chick's like, her? Dum-dum-dum. Okay, well, there's no dum-dum-dum, but that's the, you know. And then Victoria's like, and this is interesting, she says, does this mean that you're telling us that you're openly gay? And now there's this pause, this dramatic pause. And Valentina, I love the look that Macarena Chaga gives in this because it's, it's like discomfort with kind of a little bit of defiance. Like she knew that's what she was coming here to do. Um, but it's still very, very hard in the moment. And I think that, you know, everybody in their coming out experience has moments like this. And Valentina's just happens to be on live television. So it's a super, super magnified version of what people go through. I think it's played so well in this scene. And then she proceeds to say she's not actually a fan of labels. But the reality is that I am in love with a woman. And that woman's name is Juliana Valdez. And then we cut to Lupe and she's so excited. She said it, she said it. And then Jules has just got like her hands on her head. She just can't believe that it happened. I want to just pause here for a second. There's a deleted scene that goes just after that moment, which I think is actually a very important thing. And I'm so sad they actually cut it out of this sequence that we're busy watching. So remember this moment, folks, because when we talk about deleted scenes in an upcoming podcast, it's an important one to remember that following straight after the declaration comes the two of them meeting backstage. All right. So now we're going to move on with the recorded stuff. 
so there's this big emotional moment for all the lesbians in the world where we're watching this and we're going, <gasps> and then suddenly there's a family meeting. And I don't know about you, Monica, but I was just like, what? Wait, I've got whiplash here. I've got emotional whiplash from that big moment. And then suddenly we're at this like thing that I don't really care about. Right. What should have happened is the deleted scene where we get to see yes. them together. But that is not the case, unfortunately. But we know it's still the same day because Valentina is wearing the outfit that she was wearing on the television show. Speaking of outfits, we're now sitting with the family. So it's Val and Ava, Guille and Dad. I hate what Ava's wearing. I just thought I'd put it out there. Mostly I don't notice these things, but she's wearing this kind of purple fluffy shirt thing, which I just can't stand. So their father's giving them some sort of serious talk, which honestly I actually don't know what it's about because every time I get to this point, I'm having such big feelings that I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of expressing here that he's been trying to ruminate on what him coming back from the dead means for his family and for this life that he's now been given the opportunity to lead again. He thought it was revenge at first, but now he's telling them what he's really come to realize, which is that he doesn't feel like when he was alive the first time, he was a very good father to them. And he gave them everything that they could ever want or need financially and tried to make them as comfortable as possible. But one of the big things of Leon's or Hakobo's character arc when he comes back is that he now has this window into a world and he gets to see his kids like he never got to see them as their father. And he realizes that in different ways, they're all extremely unhappy. And... The unhappiness definitely stems a lot from his parenting. Ava was forced into a situation that she didn't want to be, to be a person she wasn't naturally. I don't know what Guillaume's issue was. And Val was lonely. He's asking them to forgive him and to give him a second chance. Yeah, I mean, I think the TLDR for all of them is they just kind of felt burdened by expectations and I think the one that you can take out of that a little bit who had her own thing going is Valentina because you know I think she was obviously she was the youngest when their mom died and by that point Leon was already in full businessman trying to take on the world mode so I think she got the least amount of parental affection and kind of stability as a kid and you know she got sent off to boarding school in Canada so I think that's kind of her thing which the other two felt it but they were a bit older when all of that started to happen but at the same time Ava who is the oldest had this pressure to take over the family business to be this person who steps into his big feet footsteps whatever so this is the outfit that I was talking about it's horrible it's this purple fluffy shirt thing and this black like tie thing. And I don't understand this at all. It looks like a uh, maternity wear. Hashtag fashion, Sheena. <laughs> it was this ugly fashion. I would never wear it either. I mean, I think a lot of lesbians especially can find it bothersome that everything on like what's sold as women's clothing seems to have some sort of extra ruffle or, you know, they want to 
change just like a button down and yeah it's I'm all about simple things but I'm sure that there are many people that would like this shirt but yeah I I agree with you I'm not really one of them all right so the cops come in and she stands up Ava stands up and says I was waiting for you all dramatic like and then Val's like stands up and hugs her you can't go she starts crying shame she really spends a lot of this show crying yeah i do it bothers me a little bit unless i'm missing it i feel like ava there was an opportunity for ava and valentina to have a conversation and they never really got to do that because everything just kind of imploded and then it became about you know Ava's what was about Gia's arrest and then now it's about Ava's arrest but you know at the beginning of this show Ava was the first catalyst for driving Huli and Tina apart and I think that the story would have been really well served for there to have been a conversation between the two of them because there wasn't was there no there was not we talk about this show ad nauseum, so I think we're probably much more critical than the average viewer. But I think in terms of just what a huge point that was in the show and just how categorically Ava, she was awful, but she was just matter of fact about it. Getting a little bit more understanding from her perspective on the other side of things and allowing them to have a conversation, I think that that, that could have gone a, a long way just in kind of closing up that narrative between the two of them because it was one of their biggest friction points throughout the entire show. And Ava was mean. She was really, really nasty, and I don't feel like, I agree with you, I don't feel like that was ever dealt with. Right, no, I mean, she was the villain, or the antagonist at the beginning of Juli and Tina's relationship. You know, she and Val fighting about it in multiple locations. Val started drinking again because she was having trouble with the way Ava responded to it, them getting in the fight at Grupo Carvajal about it publicly. And then Ava went to Juliana's where she was staying and was like, you need to stay away from her. Then she banned Illyrio from taking, you know, she wasn't like this small person that popped in and caused trouble kind of the way, um, kind of the way that Juliana's dad did at the end where he threatened, you know, physical harm to their relationship. But other than that, he didn't really know about it. Like Ava did. She kept them apart for probably a quarter to, if not a third of the series. Chino though did get his, like did say in the end, you know, love whoever you want to love. So that was close, but you're 100% right. During all these conversations when Leon was going on about how he was a terrible father and he wants them to be a family, a better family, that kind of thing, it would have been so easy for her to turn around and to Val and say, I'm so sorry, I was also wrong. Right. And I want you to be happy. She absolutely owes Valentina an apology, if not them having an honest conversation. And I, yeah. I think we we pick up on the things, obviously, that are most impactful to us. I have a sister, so I notice 
when there's a moment like this, when there should be a conversation to get back on track, and it just doesn't happen, you know, whatever the cause of the fight may be. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say it's like a plot hole, but I think it's a I think it's pretty clear as they start wrapping up the show, there is more to do than time that they have to do it in. And it's like, you know, the way we don't get in terms of Val and Juliana's story arc, which is so essential to the totality of the show. We don't get to see that scene where they're together and meet backstage. And we don't get to see Ava work things out with Valentina and I think that those are just two huge missed opportunities and we don't get the final kiss from them which I could live with all the other no kisses but we're coming up soon to the 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 fatal flaw in this in their plot so now we're outside Val's house the front doors open Val Jules Gia and Renata all have come out of the house. Gia and Renata's off to go on travels or something. Everybody's hugging each other goodbye. Everybody looks happy. Yeah, Renata just got a new job and now she's running off for like a year. I don't know if that's what fan fiction decided was decided it was that they were going away for a year, but somehow that's the the time frame that I've stuck in my mind. So now there's an interestingly framed shot with Gia and Renata in the foreground, right, right in the foreground, but they're blurry. And then th- between them, we can see Jules and Val, and they're like hugging each other, watching Gia and Renata, and then Gia and Renata, and they're like, this is going to be incredible. And then they give each other their kiss. And I feel like, as it should be, the couple got their, their kiss, and then in the background, Jules and Val are hugging. I'm like, they get a kiss and we get a hug. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, but now we cut to two years later and you can hear you seeing the city lights and you can hear Jules saying, okay, this needs to be straight. Be careful that that doesn't move while you're walking. And then we cut to her and we see it's behind the scenes of like a fashion show in two years. She's doing her own fashion show. And they're tweaking and fixing things. And then we cut to a shot of Val who's being doled up to be in the fashion show. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when your girlfriend is a billionaire, like, the, I think the barrier to entry for a fashion show is technically renting a space that you can have a fashion show and convincing people to come. So if you can do that, you can have a fashion show. Yeah, I suppose so. I just thought she would have gone to, to study first. I think she did. So this is the two-year thing. Okay. I mean, it's a soap opera. This is... There was a lot that happened in this show that we can be critical of, and I think it's absolutely fair to bring that up with this. It's super, super fast. You know, and it's also... It's like a jump in time. Like, it wouldn't matter if they did three years or four years. And so Val crosses to Jules and they hold hands and then they're talking excitedly about the fashion show. And it's like, you never told me you want to be a model and you're beautiful and I love it. And look, you look perfect. And and at this point, they should have kissed. And then they didn't. Absolutely. Got a nice close up of them together. 
they're holding hands, their faces are right by each other. You see Lupe walking in from behind. Val's eyes are on Jules's lips. Come on, man, people. Why? 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 Yeah, I don't know why toward the second half of the show, they get so weird about it. They do. I, like, because it was, you know, I think everything was pretty much filmed by the time they started airing it. And I think if anything, the positive reception would have only heightened to have them add more stuff in. So the fact that, yeah, I mean, they have a couple of very great and super emotional first few kisses. And then we talked about when they happen then that there are a couple of kisses that are through the gaze of another viewer. It's somebody discovering them, which is, you know, a little disappointing because it's not about them having this moment. It's a moment that somebody else is kind of watching that leads to conflict. And then, yeah, that they just don't, that they're fighting and they're saying, I love you. And there are these really important moments. But yeah, I definitely think that them not showing the scene the deleted scene. They didn't air that in Mexico. And that was the the first place that it aired. And just for context, the way it seems to work is, you know, it was airing in Mexico. And then either the show was already slated to be picked up by other Spanish speaking countries, or if they find out it's really popular, they do pick it up. And then it airs in different Spanish speaking countries after it's already been airing in Mexico. So the deleted scene that we're talking about isn't just like, cutting room floor scene it came out a couple of weeks after the show ended when it was wrapping up in another country because it started a few weeks later and it did have the scene with them they still didn't kiss in that scene though no no and i totally agree that they should have so they've been together for two years now as a couple when assumes based on this scene here that we're watching lupe walks in looks so proud and then the three of them stand next to each other and it's this very cute wrapping up of Lupe's okay with them they're all one big happy family kind of deal and that's the end of Julia and Tina we've still got two minutes of show left so should we just run through this quickly yeah all right so can't believe they threw Ava in jail like I can but So Ava's in jail, and then Mateo brings their two-year-old daughter, who's way fairer than either of them, like blondish hair, and they're both quite brunette. Is it their kid, though? Is it Mateo's? Uh, Yeah, okay. Fair. Like, they're raising it, but... Mateo looks very pleased with his daughter, though, and so why not? And then we cut to Beltran and his wife... It looks very happy and they, they're kind of flirting with each other and being kind of sweet. And she says, you know, it's been a while since you've gotten that sort of El Chino look. And he sort of looks thoughtful and he says, what if one day some guy walks through that door and tells you that he has Beltran's soul? And then she like, oh no. And I think you're right. This was just opening the door for a potential future thing. And then Leon comes with this very beautiful bunch of flowers to Lucia's grave. And I think if we're doing a roundup of how things end, you know, your feedback that there should have been a kiss is totally valid, but we're now seeing everybody and how things are going. And Beltran slash 
you know, Julian Tina's actual father. Like, they're flirtatious and cute, but they don't kiss. Right? And Ava's in jail. And Leon goes to put flowers on his person's grave, Lucia's, and death is behind him when he's doing that. Yes, but we don't care about the rest of them. We care about Julian Tina. I know, but I think in the spirit of equality and understanding how everybody is being presented in this, it's not as egregious. I think that, again, context is super, super important and something I always try and give. And if all of them had these passionate kisses and moments, that would be more problematic than they're just kind of treated like everybody else at the end of the show when they're doing this thing. And I would argue they have the sweetest moment. Even though nobody is kissing, they have the, like, gushiest. And they have a happy ending. And even though Guille and Renata got that kiss at the end, they're not even in this two-year jump. All right. (laughs) We'll forgive them. We'll forgive them also because, frankly, this was an amazing show with amazing representation They got a happy ending. Nobody died. And both actresses were just stunning. Their chemistry was amazing. And it was really beautiful to watch. Yeah. And they talked a lot about when the show started picking up steam in the lesbian community, how obviously this was shot before they knew the reception. So the two actors playing Huli and Tina, they were just giving it their all, not even knowing how this was going to be received, not kind of having the the positive reinforcement um, of so many people kind of latching on to this. So all the more props to them for just doing a great job and knocking it out of the park. Absolutely. Monica, it's been a blast. I can truly say that this was a completely unexpected journey. I think we both saw things and and experienced things that we didn't experience when we first just watched it because, as you said, we were very minutely picking on details in this one. Yeah. And that's the end of that. We will, however, do a couple of follow-up podcasts with the deleted scenes, with some recommendations and that kind of thing. So stay tuned. There's a couple episodes still to go. Monica, as always, you have been a blast. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you. You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online? Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is my jam. If you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back. So it's at Monica McCallan, and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website, www.monicamccallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me. Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.